Um, and I thought I was going to be a preacher and I probably still will be, but it just didn't make sense in the church I was growing up in. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to be Buddhist. And then I was like, oh, this shit's too quiet. And like, <laughs> and, then I, <laughs> and then my dad is, is a Muslim. So I was like, all right. And he always wanted me to convert. So I was like, all right, I'm going to convert. And the funniest story happened. Like I went to the mosque on Fulton Street. This when I was living in Brooklyn. Hey, 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 it's Red Summer. And it is Hanifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. Hey, babies. Hey, darlings. How y'all doing today? We are so, so, so excited to be here um, on a new episode of Your Gay Aunties. For those of you all who are just joining us, we just want to let you know that Your Gay Aunties is a weekly podcast that is centered around queer adulting. So if you want Auntie Red and Auntie Hanifa to answer any questions that you have about life, love, or any other life experiences that you may have, you can just send us an email at yourgayaunties at gmail.com or you can DM us at Instagram or Twitter at yourgayaunties. All right, so let's just jump right into it, y'all. Let's jump into uh, a little pop in politics. Yeah, yeah, that's how we feel about pop in politics. Yes, exactly. Because oh, no, nobody has an audience today <laughs> like right. literal audience. <laughs> Everybody's trying to make it worse, work the best that they can. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Um, and, you know, we're as we continue this, we're trying to do the best um, that we can because every day we wake up and um, to what? What's going on? Who? Who? What world? What, yeah. what world? What country? What sense of reality am I living in? But you know what that was a bright light, um, even though he gets his share of criticism, um, but not in the context of how he is is presenting himself during the crisis in particular with New York is governor Cuomo. And he was going in the other day. Did you happen yeah. to catch his briefing? He went, he took it to a spiritual level. It was like, listen, listen, find your God. This is when we say hunker down, we mean it. You got to rework your house, do what you need to do, but we got to get through, but there ain't no ends, no, you know, surprise loopholes or surprise. It's okay now. Like, no, we have to get through it. We're going to lose people. So do what you need to do for your, for you and yours. Wow. And he just really took it on a spiritual level of what it is like eat right. Like I was like, you better go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I had to kind of check out of a lot of the news around it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because this week we, uh, I lost a, a a staple in my community, like one of the elders who uh, just really helped not just my life, like changed my life, but so thousands of black and brown children uh, on the south side of Chicago, <laughs> my former principal, uh, my mentor, the one who encouraged me to pledge Delta, the one who like encouraged me to become a teacher. Um, gave me my first job out of college. Um, she transitioned this week from uh, complications due to the COVID-19. And um, it was interesting because, you know, right now you can't have gatherings, you can't have funerals, you can't have memorials. And so a lot of the alumni, like we had a, a Zoom memorial for her. And it just really which that experience that I was having, like we got on and we told our stories about her and we laughed and we laughed about each other. Like, oh, remember in, you know, 10th grade when you did blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And we just, you know, we were able to have that moment that we would have had, had we been able to go to her house like we usually did and, and, and fill up the living room and just be together and laugh. And we did that and we poured libations and we sang Kosa Sike Lele, which is the South African national anthem. That was like one of our rites of passages. So when we were getting ready to graduate, that was a song that every class sang at graduation. So you didn't learn the words until, you know, you were preparing for graduation. And so all of us who, you know, had learned the words, we were able to sing it together. And it was just like, it was very good. It was so needed. And it took my energy from, mm. you know, a, a low, like heavy place to like empowered and, and excited. And so as much as these times are trying emotional times, like 
we're also finding ways to immediately connect with each other. You know, students who were all, you know, former students who were all across the country were able to come together right then, right the very next day and and be there for each other. So it was amazing. Oh my gosh, you know, um what what was what was your mentor's name? You didn't say her name. Helen Hawkins. Helen Hawkins, Helen Hawkins, Helen Ashe. Hawkins. Ah, Ashe, Ashe. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, and that, and that is, you know, as you said, as we all may are going in some way, shape, or form, even through a friend, are going to be affected um, by this. How we grieve is looking different now. How mm-hmm. we come together to grieve together and to celebrate one's life together is looking different um now and um i'm glad that you guys were able to at least come together and see each other's faces and be as present as you could you know um during this and again i'm so sorry to hear that yeah Um, we also had the passing of bill withers yeah i was just going to say um that one kind of took took me for a loop. I don't know about you, but mm. he was so a part of my childhood. Like if he yeah. was a 70s baby, like he mm-hmm. was a part of that childhood soundtrack. I actually found um this cool little clip um and just to show you what kind of brother Bill Withers was for the time he lived. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, here was this brother with an acoustic guitar singing the most beautiful, joyish, and um, uh, soul-stirring lyrics, right? And mm. he talked a little bit about, you know, how he started to write Ain't No Sunshine. And th- again, speaking to the kind of man he was for the time he lived, he, he really looked at his own male ego. He really looked at his, the way he looked at relationships and how to change that in a song, how men mm-hmm. react to being hurt in a song, right? So I'm just going to play that. Good. You know what I mean? Hold on. Let's, let's get our, our, our boy up here. That's sort of that macho thing. Men have problems admitting to losing things. I think women are much better at that. Women can say stuff like, I loved him, I really, really loved him, but he just left. Why'd he leave like that? Men given the same situation usually say something like, um, I'm glad the old jive broad split, man. Knowing all the time that it's really killing him inside. So once in my life, I wanted to uh, forego my own male ego and admit to losing something, so I came up with Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away So, Bill Withers um, was, yeah, Ashe, Ashe, um, rest in peace, Um, but ain't no sunshine till she's gone. It's a lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, it's a lovely day, you know? And, you know, it's like, I listened to Bill uh, the other day when I heard he passed. And, you know, again, we all in the same situation here. And whatever your home looks like can't go far outside of your home. And just being able to appreciate the beauty, you know, around you, inside and outside of your yeah. home. Bill Withers was that kind of artist for me. It's like, despite it, okay, this look like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just take a moment. It's a lovely day, you know, and so if you don't know who Bill Withers um, is, or maybe you kind of know his music, but maybe something your parents might have played, or maybe even your grandparents might have (laughs) played, this is a great opportunity since guess what we have, guys? TikTok time. (laughs) We can go on YouTube and go down the rabbit hole of Bill Withers, and if you're really like a poet, um, and a songwriter, and you're really into lyrics and how people piece a song that can give someone such a centeredness, such a, mm. a, a sense of ease about whatever's going on in life, Bill Withers is your songwriter for that, okay? 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, check Bill Withers out, y'all. Um, Cause yeah, just 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 know this is the time to know as much as you can. <laughs> And speaking of poets, we're really excited because this is um, Poetry Month and um, we have a great artist coming up a little later, but we wanted to really um, plug some of you amazing queer um, poets um, out there and the work that you're doing and you're just putting up on YouTube um, or you're going to your gay aunties um, on Instagram and just clicking on our link and going to speak your truth and you'll have 90 seconds to do that because um, we do want to feature you guys here on your gay aunties or you poets out there or you spoken word artists out there or you storytellers out there if you can do that 90 seconds we got you but we wanted to um, just feature uh, this poet that I stumbled upon um, Ryan Junet, and he mm. phonetically spelled his shit out <laughs> <laughs> because when you read it, you're like, Rion, Rion Janet, oh, cool, oh, we, right? <laughs> and he's like, nah, niggas, Ryan Junet. <laughs> <laughs> but I discovered uh, Ryan Junet, and I want to share Ryan Junet's work because this is a good example of. Um, the kind of transparent and naked um, work of transforming ourselves during this time that people um, are doing. Now we're going to play Ryan <laughs> Motherfucker Junae. Where's that poem you're scared to write? The one that keeps you up at night? The one that mocks your dreams and sends your demons into flight? My poem is a story about an elephant with amnesia who believes she is a mouse like a planet, convinced she is a forgotten soul, burning to death in silence. I wonder if that's how all the weight I lost last year found me, drowning in an old wet spot, spent some time using people as a means of escape. No wonder karma seems fit to give me days where my mind never leaves my mother's basement for that time. I used to daydream that I committed suicide at the harvest. Said a hot cool with a 22 in my mouth and departed from an audience way further than Baltimore. Do y'all hear me? I was nearly a memory, a collection of sad and fragmented stories from people that only knew parts of me, not knowing that I was just trying to find a way to love myself through my artistry. These poets kept talking about how my truth supposed to be my freedom, but fuck that. They're called bars for a reason. Thought my demons would find their graves within these pages, but instead they find their dancing legs, and it's a Fucking burlesque of bereavement. It's a tandem tap dance of torture. They think I'm walking around with some type of chip on my shoulder, and I don't know if it's anxiety or just a raging riot of all the women I was and will ever be. Some of y'all remember me. Hey, uh, oh, oh, oh. So, and just so y'all know, that was 90 seconds. See how much you can get into 90 seconds? <laughs> But, you know, just so you know, uh, Ryan was. It's for the culture, y'all. Oh, yeah. It's for the culture, y'all. <laughs> Our culture review is that Ryan is dope. Go check out Ryan's um, stuff at, at Rion Junet. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes, but definitely check out Ryan's um, stuff. Uh, because, I mean, what, would you, what did you think of it, yo? No, I, I appreciated it. And it's been a minute um, since I've been able to like, I, I don't know why I didn't even think to like go to the poets in this time, like go and find out like, you know, what they're saying and what they're thinking. Um, because that um, the power in using the words that you have to express yourself like is, is, is necessary. Look, I'm failing in my words now. <laughs> Yes, go to the poets. Go to the poets. Yes, definitely go to the poets. Let's just take this quick break, y'all. Um, pause for the cause to tell you what's important to you and yours in us. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so one of the biggest things that we are focusing on right now is our speak your truth, right? So as we're in these times, there are things that are going on. There's feelings that you're having, things that you 
you need to express. Maybe you want to be the poets that we're going to. And how, how, aunties, do I share that information with you? I'm glad you asked, baby. <laughs> All you have to do is go to our IG page at your gay aunties and click the link at the top. It's going to take you to something called Speak Your Truth. And all you have to do is plan out your 90 seconds. In that 90 seconds, you'll be able to tell us your name. You'll be able to tell us whatever it is that you want us to say. Just get it all out. Um, ask a question if you want to. Like, just tell us how you're feeling. And then at 90 seconds, bam, it's going to send it to us. And we'll be able to share it if you like. We'll be able to answer that question. Maybe we can answer your question on the show. Ah! <laughs> Amazing. But the most important thing is we cannot answer your question if you don't ask it. We can't share your words if you don't share them with us. So go to the IG page, you gay aunties, click the link, speak your truth. Word up. And you also can speak your truth and change. Change within yourself and change in your pocket. You can give... <laughs> <laughs> You can support your gay, you should support your gay aunties um, by going to patreon.com slash your gay um, aunties. There you can give what you can, when you can, any amount these days. We're just keeping it open. Um, if you're feeling that, you know, instead of getting that kind of frivolous Jones, whatever that fix is that you need, spend a couple bucks on that piece of chocolate or whatever it is, instead, you can spend um, some money on us. <laughs> <laughs> To keep us going so we can come to you every week and be at least a part of your weekly regimen of getting through this. We hope to be a part of that. Uh, we just need your support to do so. So again, at patreon.com slash your gay aunties, give what you can when you can. And another way you can give if you if even when digging through the couch you ain't finding a quarter. That's all right. There's other ways you can give to your gay aunties. You can give to your gay aunties by letting us know what is going on with you. Remember this Absolutely. show this show started out with us, me and Red wanted to come together and say, listen, we want to connect with those who are younger than us who are going through the parts of life that we already already have treaded. Um so in order to understand what is going on with you and the help that you may need with it, we need y'all to write some letters. So write them letters to us at your gay aunties at gmail.com whether I know everything's in context of corona, so we'll just assume that <laughs> whether you're yeah. having roommate issues whether you're having creativity blocks whether you know you're trying to figure out how you want to transform yourself during this time or maybe you just want to stay on the couch and you're trying to figure out how to do a little bit less of that Mm. You know, but this is a time where it's bringing up all of our angels and our demons. And so when you need to deal with your demons, <laughs> that's when you holler. <laughs> Actually, gay audience, we'll do the best that we can. And we know folks who can help out where we cannot. Because we know a lot of my All right? Absolutely. Um, so that's what we're here so for. Yeah, what? Yeah, so like in this time, maybe you're just like, yeah, I used to listen to podcasts in the car. <laughs> I'm not in the car anymore. <laughs> maybe you used to listen to podcasts when you were out commuting back and forth to where you were going. You might not be going there anymore. <laughs> so how, how, aunties, can I listen <laughs> to gay aunties if I'm not listening to podcasts right now? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that too because we are now on YouTube. <laughs> Some of us are, are um, watching us live right now. Hey, for hey, all of our live watchers. <laughs> Uh, and some of us will be able to watch the shows on YouTube at our regularly scheduled time. So how amazing is that? Exactly. And hey. when you go to find the YouTube, you gay aunties. <laughs> Look how easy we made that for you, baby. <laughs> go to YouTube and just type in your gay aunties. Look at that. That's the same two chicks. Work. Yeah. That's us. You know how we look. You know our faces. <laughs> So that's the one you subscribe to. Um, all right, let's move. Let's move into. Uh, I'm really looking forward uh, to learning more about our guests. Yes. So we have today the incomparable Jade Flower Foster here with us. Uh, Jade is a spirit-led, film-forward, book-loving writer and filmmaker. She's the producer of the series. Um, is this 195 Lewis? 
all right. Uh, <laughs> and the documentary, Women in the Word, the revival movie, and a forthcoming short, Another Miracle Girl. She's currently serving on the D.C. Mayor's Advisory Committee of LGBT Affairs and is a 202 Creates 2018 fellow. So you can find her book reviews and read alouds on her Instagram page at Jade Flower Foster if you're looking for her. Welcome, Jade. Hey. <laughs> We're so oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You want, you want, you want, you want, you want pause. Can you hear me with this, this microphone? Yes, there we go. We got you now. We got you okay. now. <laughs> That is a very impressive bio, if I may say so myself. You've been that. doing this, sis. <laughs> like, who, who, who is she talking about? Oh, that's me. <laughs> Hello, thank y'all for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yes, I'm super excited to have you here, like, for so, so, so many reasons. Um, I do want to put out uh, before that Jade is a phenomenal friend of mine who I have watched her career over many, many years. And it's so crazy that like we would connect in different cities and be able to, you know how that goes, you know, in, in different areas. Um, I was able to be there for the, when you were taping the, your tour. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm just so impressed with you. And she was able to come and visit my class recently. Uh, and we're just excited about all the things that she has coming up. So I wanted to share that with our audience. <laughs> so tell us, tell us, how have you been in these times? Ah, uh, terrible. So in full transparency, <laughs> super terrible. I'm like doing the most. I'm exercising and overeating at the same time for some reason. <laughs> That's so <laughs> honest. That's honest as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have like this personal trainer. We meet on Zoom three times a week, and she's like, "Do this, do that," and I'm like ordering Chipotle and <laughs> all that of shit. And I'm like, "God damn, this is the exact opposite." Like, she's like, "Make sure you post your results every week," and I'm like, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, you, don't want that. <laughs> you don't want this post." You don't want it. <laughs> I'm gonna get it together. So I really have been like seesawing through all of this because I, as I was telling you, Ray, um, I just quit my full-time job like literally a month before this happened to like pursue filmmaking full-time and pursue poetry full-time. And, and then all of this happened. So all of my plans, like you make plans and God laughs. So <laughs> God is just laughing at me like shit, like just pointing at me and laughing and not caring uh, what plans I made. So I'm like seesawing a lot through praying and meditating. Like two weeks ago, I was fasting and meditating an hour every day. This week, I've just been watching Netflix and Mad Men. So that's how yeah. I am. <laughs> On a personal level. Yeah. No, that's so real. I appreciate that. Just so many Net of us are there. Just a little Netflix plug. If y'all haven't seen Queen Sono, enjoy yourself. Mm, okay. If you haven't, okay. <laughs> I, Been I was, there, watch that. <laughs> okay. I was late to the game. Have you seen Queen Sono yet? No, no. Well, it's a South African spy. Okay. Roundaway yeah. girl kicking ass spy, like real kicking yeah. ass, like really good fight scenes, cooking ass, good story. She's a superhero, but she don't never get a scratch, but that's okay. <laughs> well, she get a little scratch, they put a little scratch. No, she does. She gets. <laughs> she get a little, she get a little messed up, but she hard, yeah. she hard as hell and fine as hell. And it's all great. Okay. Yeah. So I gotta teach yourself. watch it. I gotta Please watch it. Okay. But, but I hear you, sis, with the uh, getting big and staying well. I'm doing, I'm doing Thai, uh, uh, Ki Chong in the, uh, Ki Chong in the, fuck, I can't pronounce it now. Chi Kong okay. <laughs> in the morning, you know, my smoothies and everything. But by evening time, and that, that, yo, man, I'm like, yo, how I wind up here? <laughs> how did this Eating this? <laughs> you start off so strong with the, with the sea moth. Secret is only a secret you can keep it. 
keep up with it and keep it (laughs) you know what I mean so good I was like no if I'm gonna have any solids before five o'clock it's gonna be salad it's gonna be a smoothie it's gonna be fruit Mm -hmm. two o'clock in the morning I'm eating half a pecan pie like what is that son son can we talk about the eating habits there's a poem for that there's a poem for that somebody got a poem for that for sure <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but you know, I got my mom eating on point, uh, or better on point. <laughs> you know, we're both doing it because a lot of times I feel myself saying, Mom, you should eat this, you should eat that. And I realize I'm not actually doing the same. I'm not, you know, showing by example or leading by example. <laughs> so I'm I'm staying on point. She's trying to stay on point. But yeah, man, you know, what you do with your time is important yeah it's gonna show up after all of this you know who lost weight who gained weight who's more mentally clear who's still confused so i really want to do the work like that's what my pastor keeps saying but i just i just can't bring myself to do it consistently um but you're but doing yeah. the work as a filmmaker though what's this um yeah. another miracle girl so another miracle girl me and my team are always working on a lot Line, but it's a black girl middle school love story. Um, it's, it's a period piece <gasps> and it takes place. Yeah. Oh, y'all got so excited. Thank you. <laughs> Some people don't get excited when I say it like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? How do I know? Because middle school. Yeah. I'm just it's saying middle very school. Important is, time. Yeah, yeah. Very important time. Yes. Eighth grade at the top of your game, you know, your <laughs> body's still changing and you about to go to high school. So it's just like a very pivotal time. And um, these two best friends are really in love with each other. So after they kiss and get caught kissing, they have to deal with the repercussions and our protagonist has to make a choice. Does she go with the crowd and deny her feelings or do she, you know, be in love with her tomboy's best friend and see what happens. And then she has a mom who kind of supports her through the whole journey. Um, a super, Beautiful. super. Um, you said it's so. a period piece. What period? Yeah, time? it takes place in the nine nine two thousand. So the turn of the century is that what I'm hearing? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that in the sponsorship deck. Like <laughs> with these two girls. Um, so it's one of the coolest things. We've already shot half of the film. We shot like February 28th, February 29th. So right before all of this stuff happened. Um, and in terms of auditions and like really doing rehearsals with my lead cast, uh, it's been funny because when they audition and when they talk, they be like, oh, gay is cool. Oh, my best friend is gay. Oh, dude, it is gay. And I was like, this is 1999. Yeah. <laughs> It's not cool, and you're going to lose your friends. Like, we always have to practice that and get into that mind, because they, they weren't even alive in 1999, so they don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Mm. And so it was a lot of work in terms of character building to understand, like, you know the word dyke, but you don't know what that means. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got a gay cousin, but you don't have no, like, feminine-presenting gay friend. Or, like, it's just, it's not on TV. Like, it's not no Zaya. It's just, like, we really have to work. We really had to do a lot of work in terms of character building to say, for them to understand, like, it's not cool. And then when we mm. shot, we shot with a lot of development because um, a lot of the movie takes place in the cafeteria because the cafeteria is, like, the world it is the world in junior high yeah yeah it's your world (laughs) like a lot of it's in the cafeteria and a lot of it's on the phone um but a lot a lot of the extras was like well why we being mean to her and i was like if you don't (laughs) they're like it's cool it's cool and i was like it was i i know it's cool you know it's cool but in 1999 and they had to keep checking themselves they were super professional um the young uh student actors from ellington super professional super like asking for their motivation for their characters they make every little part yes when they picked up that lunch tray they picked it up like it was (laughs) um so yeah it was it it was really really fun uh mostly women of color cast and crew Mm -hmm. um um, directed, written and directed by me. My DP is a black woman as well. She did uh, the revival movie with me, Sakia Dorsett. Yes, Sakia. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it was super fun. And then we were planning our Kickstarter campaign to finance the second half of the production, which we will be in now if 
you know, like I can't be kickstarted. I got to figure some stuff out for myself. So do you still, do you still have filming to do or you now get some post-production? No, we still have to shoot two days of filming. So we did the, the big part, the school scene, and now we have to shoot for two more days. Okay. Okay. And and post-production as well. Um, so yeah, that's what we are. I, I had like all my prayers and intention was for a June release, but we can't shoot anymore because we can't get together. You can't get together. So it's really just pray for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pray I'm for curious, us. Scott, I almost want to problem okay. solve. Like, so how much, um, how much, how much of the film left do you have to shoot? Half of it, a quarter of it, how much more time? Uh, two days, so half. It's a four-day production. Okay, okay. It. But it doesn't require as many extras. It doesn't. So what we shot was like the big chunk of it because it required about 30 extra students to be in the cafeteria scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we just have to shoot the mother-daughter scenes and we have to shoot um, the first kiss scenes as well. Uh, so it's a it's a lower scale. Uh, than but with social a- distancing, we still can't do it. How do kids <laughs> play? Yeah. And, and hopefully the kids aren't teenagers by the time right. <laughs> you get to go to fuck back up. <laughs> 15 and 16 years old. Uh, our lead is actually, I, you know, I don't know how schools are working because this is her senior year. Our lead character, her name is, the actress's name is Lauren Wilkerson and she's um graduating this year. So I'm not sure. High school? Yeah, graduating high school. Oh, so she looks she looks like she's in junior high. She looks young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing what happened, another cool little production hiccup we had was um, it is a kissing scene. And so when we had cast two 12-year-old, 13-year-old girls in the in the lead roles, they were like super excited, like, oh, my first kiss is gonna be on screen. And da, 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 da. And then their mothers was like, nope. That's what Oh no. <laughs> and even I was like, I wouldn't want somebody first kiss to be on screen. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, again. I'm thinking. Do it again. And from this <laughs> angle. <laughs> now, yeah, please. that's that's what that might be a little much for yeah, first kiss memories. Like, you know, your first kiss, if if possible, should be special. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the parents, the moms talked to me and were like, you know, it's not the gay thing. I don't mind that. It's just her first kiss and I want it to be special for her. Could we cheat the scene? Or you know, there's ways to imply a kiss. Mm-hmm. And I just I thought about my younger self and I was like, if I saw two black girls kissing and nobody got in trouble and nobody got hit in the head with a broom, like mm-hmm. I need to see I would want to see that at twelve. So I can't cheat it. Like they really need to kiss. I yeah. really well, need maybe they young should girls to see this. Kiss that. and then shoot. Right. Come back to me. Go something in your life and come back to me. So who knows after this COVID nineteen situation, old girl might be like, Miss Jade, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> How many dates you need? <laughs> so yeah, we went I've with um, older teenagers for sure. Oh, teenagers! <laughs> so it's a couple of like phenomenal things that are happening. One, I'm so excited for young people that they get to not be assholes. Like you know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying? like the fact that they're just like, but. Why would that make me upset? Why would I not like her because of that? Like that whole thing, like I'm totally here for it. I know so many of my students are just like, yeah, because my girlfriend is such and such as, and like nobody bats the eye, nobody thinks anything about it. And that totally would not have been the case when I first started teaching, like at the turn of the century. Right. 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 <laughs> And it's so funny when you're like, oh, it's a period piece in my head. I'm thinking, oh, what, what maybe 70s, 80s. I'm thinking of my own junior high, like 80s. Uh-huh. And I was like, is 2000 a period piece? Is that, <laughs> how, how far ahead in the future? But no, it is, just for the reasons that we're laying out here. Uh-huh. Now this generation of junior high kids are like, so why is this an issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Yeah. And then also in terms of creating the world in the period, it's like, before the internet really popped off. So we're still on three-way on the phone. Mm-hmm. We're still using yeah. CDs. We have DVD yeah. players and tape decks and VHS. Like So even creating the world in terms of what's available for them in terms of technology is different mm-hmm. too. It's like, like you said, the term, like, it's like AOL chat rooms. It's not, it's not, yeah. it's not text messages. It's not cell phones. So even that kind of stuff is like, also stuff we had to think about the fashion is different the music is different 
um, or at least the way we access and get music. Mm, it's like you still got, yeah, you still got to freaking um, remember voicemails or uh, what you call it, the you answer the, machine. The and message you put a song, like, yeah. <laughs> and you be like, you have reached Jay at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> You know what to do at the beat. But here's for your listening pleasure. (laughs) Next three minutes. Yeah. And so those were ways where we like showed our personality and just was like, this is who I am. Whereas now we have Instagram and MySpace and Facebook or whatever. So even that stuff was like creating the world too. The way we dress, our hairstyles. Oh, hair and fashion. Like some of the girls had lashes. I was like, take that off. Like, like, why? Nobody was wearing lashes no. in eighth grade, girl. Like, just please. It wasn't Word. the same. Not in no 1999, they wasn't. Not in 99. Not in my class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, like, even their nails. Their hair colors are different now. Mm. It's a lot of blondes. It's a lot of purples. Nobody was doing that then. I was like, Nicki Minaj kind of made that popular. Like, nobody nobody did that. We had pixie braids. So did you have to, like, like I mean, obviously you were alive in 1999, 2000, but... It, and I was alive in the 80s, but I still feel like I would need to do research to really kind of capture or be reminded on what uh-huh. actually made that time that time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We did. I had to do that with, like, each, like, department head and crew mm. members. So, like, the wardrobe department, we we would get into heated debates. Like, she's like, no, this is what they wear. This is what I want. And I was like, we would have to go look at pictures. We would find pictures from our junior high school days. Mm. Um, so we had, like, a lot of pictures Cause it's like, this is 1998, 99 is when I was in junior high. So we looked at a lot of pictures from when me and Zamaria, that was our costume designer, were in middle school and what we would do and what we wouldn't do. We watched a lot of movies. We would watch like Destiny's Child videos. Some of the students <laughs> didn't know who Destiny's Child was. I was like, well, <gasps> wow. Like, what are we talking about? And even like when you look at videos, like there's a difference between what the music videos were doing and what real life was doing. So really finding, um, so yeah, it was a lot of trial and error, um, but fun at the same time. It makes it a little bit more time intensive to make it um, true to that world and that time period. Uh, it costs a little bit more that way, but yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. story doesn't work in 2020 because mm. it would have like, oh, y'all kids, so what? <laughs> yeah. 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 There's almost like a loss of, not a loss of innocence, but of naivete. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's that time where there was still stigma. Probably the last remnants, really, the, those for, that first 10 years in the 2000s was the last remnants of like real stigma. Like, really, you gay? You know, to it becoming, you know, laughable to do yeah. that, to be homophobic. Yeah. But um, even I, though they're still out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, really internalized, like, people trying to turn you out and stuff like that. Like, I just watched mm. Players Club on Netflix, and I was like, oh, this is horrific. Like, as yeah. a black lesbian, like, who the <laughs> fuck invented this shit? Who said this was okay? And I just remember loving Players Club as a kid, and now I, I've lost it. I was just like, oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, like. Ooh. I mean, honestly, a lot of movies from the '90s that get a lot of praise. Sometimes you you actually watch them again, like, ee, little cringeworthy there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hurt Yikes. my whole soul. The yeah, the queer character in that film. She is such a villain. She is such a a a predator. That's the word, mm-hmm. a predator. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, God. and that's the kind of sentiment going into Miracle Girl that Jason, our protagonist, is dealing with, where people are like, oh, you trying to turn me out. And it's like, oh, no, she's not. She's just trying to live her life. She's just trying to live her life. That's yeah. all she's trying to do. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank to, you. You know, as soon as you got a trailer, please too. holler back at us. For sure. Thank you. It's, I, You know, I'm prayerful sometimes every other day about... Um, that this will all, everyone will just have a mass world healing, a mass world peace, so we can all continue to follow our purpose and our passions in life. Um, but yeah, it's definitely coming. But I've been writing, I think, Anissa, you mentioned that earlier. I've been writing a lot of, in the past month, a lot, just a lot. I'm trying to write my way out of this. So I have a feature that I'm working on. I just wrote another web series. Um, mm. But now, Whoa. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've been writing like, I don't know what. Yo, give me some of that, man, because I've been having writer's block. You know what I mean? Like, 
give me some of that. Give me some of that energy. Yes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's necessity. It's like when this is all over, I need to be ready. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's nothing like necessity. As soon as I can leave my house, I'm leaving my house with my iPhone and I'm ready. Like, who want to be in it? Like, I just really have to. I have to. Like, I have to. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I have to. I'm going to be starting from like negative something. You know what I'm saying? So I have like two seasons of a web series written. I just sent 85 pages of a potential feature to a a, a script reader. Um, yeah, yo, I just, I have to. And I think, like, Kanif, in terms of writer's block, I don't never push it. Like, if I don't feel like writing, mm-hmm. I just don't. I just don't. I do like free writes, though. Free writes for, like, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, free writes are always good. Because sometimes you have to, you know, free writes are always, always tell uh, when I would do, uh, facilitate free writes uh, in class, it's like, this is not about what you write. This is the fact that you are writing. Are There's writing. something about the practice, the, the, the physiological practice of the muscle writing, memory. the muscle memory <laughs> that, that somehow communicates from hand to mind and it kind of kicks things in gear. So you may exactly. start off saying, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write about this, yada, yada. Then all of a sudden you go off into a tangent in your head because your brain's like, oh, that's what we doing right now? Hey. <laughs> I just needed you to start writing, bitch. Now you waiting on me. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. I'm waiting on you to move that hand. Just do something. Write your ABC, something, and then the mind kicks in. So free writes are always great for that. If you guys are having writer's block out there, do a free write. Talk about a lamppost. Who gives a fuck? Just get your, your wrists and your fingers connected to the pen on paper and start writing and see how your brain kicks in. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of writing, mm-hmm. this is National Poetry Month. <laughs> but we got a letter, right? No, I said it's National oh. Poetry Month. Mm-hmm. And we have a writer in our midst. Oh, we yes. do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Who has a book. Okay. Yes, I have a chat book. Uh, and it's funny, like, I used to identify as a poet so hard body as a girl and as a young adult, and now I don't identify as a poet as much. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a natural question. I don't really write poetry like that no more. Um, but I did write this lovely chat book. Yeah. And From called, girl to God. I love From it. From girl to God. And it's basically, you know that quote, um, I found God in myself and I loved her, loved her fiercely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically like a, a long version of that. You follow this girl who comes out in her queer church or her church and then is not like feeling comfortable there and then has to like discover God for herself. Um, so that's right. So I'm going to bring you some intro music again then you're going to come yeah. in. It's for the culture y'all. It's for the culture y'all. Uh, I'm going to start from the middle. The first time I saw a miracle was at a small Southern church. Her name was Lily. She was dark-skinned with long hair, and it was hers. I could tell. It was a miracle. Ever since that day, church was my favorite thing to do. I love the shouting. Insert archival footage of shouting here. I love the music. Insert archival footage of spirituals here. I love the people. Insert archival footage of Black people hugging each other, Black people praying for one another. A girl shouts and a woman follows with a square cloth napkin so her skirt doesn't rise too high. Insert Mm. me in the second row on the left side of the sanctuary. I look up to to God, to the heavens, to the hills for help. People always got something to say about dykes. Women loving each other, raising our children together on purpose. Y'all need to be taking notes. Uh, as a teenager, I wonder what everybody felt when they shouted, where the dance came from, the tears. So when the preacher said, say hallelujah, I said, hallelujah. When the preacher said, say thank you, Lord, I said, thank you, Lord. Now give a wave praise. Insert hands waving, palms waving. <laughs> I wave, hoping spirit would shower me, bless me, transform me. Do that thing it did when people came in one way and out the other. Could it lay me on the altar? Could it run me around the room? But spirit never fell on me. So when the preacher said, of course you got to have gays in the church. Who's going to direct the choir? 
I laughed. We laughed. Do oh, why? No, you got it. You got Yay. it. <laughs> you went over that 90, girl, but I didn't want to stop you. I, wanted, I, I didn't want to cut the story short. You know okay, that's a good place to stop. Um, so, yeah, it's a small chapbook. It's about 30 pages, but it's like a little pocket book. It sits in your pocket. And um, from Girl to God, we uh, I wanted to do like a Dear Goddess tour this summer. Prayerfully, it'll still happen, but really just thinking about how we can really reapproach faith. And I know a lot of people who grew up in churches or in spiritual um, communities and at in 99-2000 felt like it wasn't a place that they could belong. Um, church spaces and religious spaces were really violent towards queer people. And so we just follow this character trying what happens is that she tries every single religion and that she's just is like this shit ain't work like i literally um because as a girl i always wanted to be a preacher um and i thought i was going to be a preacher and i probably still will be but it just didn't make sense in the church i was growing up in and so i was like all right i'm gonna be buddhist and then i was like oh, this shit's too quiet and like, <laughs> and then I, like <laughs> And then my dad is, is a Muslim. So I was like, all right. And he always wanted me to convert. So I was like, all right, I'm going to convert. And the funniest story happened. Like, I went to the mosque on Fulton Street. This when I was living in Brooklyn. I had covered my hair. I was ready. I consulted with people. And then I got there, and I took off my shoes. Like, I was ready. And I was like, it's a lot of men in here. <laughs> and then I just was like, I went to Amsterdam. And this brother came up to me. He was like, sister. <laughs> I was like, hey. He was like, the woman pray on the other side. And I and was that, like, oh, I can't be on this side. And then I looked up, I was like, oh, it was only men in there. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my bad. And then I tried to walk across the whole room to get to the other <laughs> side. <laughs> Please tell me there's a poem for that experience. I, that's this. This is all in here. Oh, my God. That's, oh, my God. Like, like, no, stop. <laughs> like, like, I'm in this mosque. Go around and come to the other side. It was just a total adventure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what else I do? What other religions I try? I try Isa. Uh, that was just too mystical. It just, it just was a lot. I did everything but Judaism. I couldn't mess with the Hebrew Israelites. I just couldn't get through it. <laughs> that, um, that. They ain't really no real Jews, dog. Just put that out there. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, but I feel you. I was a, I was a faith hopper as well. All of that until I just found yeah. God in myself. Exactly, and I love, I love poetry. I love, I love poems that actually are stories when they all connect, like a poetry, poetry books that are actually stories, because it's mm -hmm. easier for me to follow along. Like I'm reading it like a story, you know. Um, so I love that. Great. Yes, thank you so much, Jay. See, I needed this. Yeah, I needed this. <laughs> this is a reason to brush my teeth today. So I'm very excited. <laughs> I, I, I have uh, a reason to do that. This is you know, great. I even have my little sparkles on. I, this is a short one. I'm about to get a bit a long one. Yeah. I have my little Christmas lights, little tea lights. Oh, damn, I'm looking crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. But just bringing the light. Yeah, <laughs> the light, the situation. I need music for what you doing. <laughs> Indeed, I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm there. I'm. I'm kind of inspired now because I also wanted to get back into my writing. I reread the last thing I wrote to like get myself back into that mindset. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote my first treatment. Yesterday was up at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Was like, yeah. Nobody read it. Read it. <laughs> What's up? Why you sleep? <laughs> so yes, I'm I'm with it. Like let's let's be ready. Exactly. When it's time to go, we're ready to roll. So I'm excited about all of your projects and I can't wait to see them. Thank you. Yes, thank can you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can, we can hear you now. You back online. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where can um just to wrap up um with you, Jay? Where can folks access you know any information they need to know whether they want to be a part of the project or just be kept abreast when the project comes out? Right, so 
Um, okay, great. Wrap up time. Um, I have an Instagram and that's Jade Flower Foster. Uh, J-F-L-O-W-E-R. Foster like a foster child. That's what I say to the bill collectors. Um, <laughs> Instagram Jade Flower Foster. And before or before you wrap up, I do want to say thank y'all for having me. And thank you, Hanisa and Ray, for all your contributions to our... I would say industry in a way, but to our craft and to our community, uh, you guys have definitely inspired me, Ray. I have raw sugar on my bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hanifa, I remember the film you did with Olive years ago. I think uh, you people. People. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know we screened it in DC with Women in the Life organization a long time ago. And I just really. Like, I would see y'all and be like, oh, I could do this shit. Like, I could, I, could, I don't need nobody permission. No, like, for real. No, because we didn't take anyone's permission. It's like, all right, yeah, so yeah. what do we want to create that's not, that, that doesn't exist for our yeah. time? Okay, so how are we doing this? What are we doing? What are we doing? For we sure. Plane. For What's sure. going on happening? Um, yeah. No, but thank thank you, um, Jay, for just the energy you brought uh, to this episode of... Um, your gay aunties and this is the energy that we want all, from all of you guys you know in regards to telling your story speaking your truth writing your poems and just spitting you know because you got to get it out um you can do that in those 90 seconds that speak your truth over on your gay aunties um uh you know on ig and you know everywhere else your gay aunties twitter your gay aunties patreon get some money your gay aunties you know <laughs> um we ain't on facebook yet we haven't quite gotten there yet, and you know, this a lot. But you know, we are YouTube. So you can, yes, YouTube. So if you want to actually um, sit here and not just and chill with our guests or just chill with me in red every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, you can do so simply and only by subscribing to YouTube. And if you want to support us in these efforts, then you just hop on over from YouTube on to patreon.com slash your gay aunties. And then that's that, that, that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> happy, everybody fed, everybody can come to you and pay these. He came live, uh, bills. <laughs> I <laughs> say Skype bills. <laughs> All the things, these SoundCloud bills. All right, so <laughs> everything takes money, baby. Everything takes money, and so does love. Everything takes love as well. Um, yeah. so hit us up with some love. You know what I'm saying? Um, and with that being said, my name is Hanifa Walida. And I am Red Summer. And I am Jay Foster. Thank y'all. And we are your gay auntie. Yeah, auntie. Woo -woo. Bye, babies. Bye, darlings. <laughs> Blessings.